0: this message is, um, go out with joy. <laughs> Come in with joy then. <laughs> You'll leave with joy. Praise the Lord. Have some joy. So, um, let's go back to um, what Pastor Nancy Dufresne was talking about. She said this here. Um, Christian life is based on a series of making changes. Isn't that the truth? Like, we're changing from glory to glory. From one... Come on, one stage to another, growing, ever growing in the, in the knowledge of who he is, what he has, what he wants us to do for him. Amen? So she said this, uh, number one, pray that we as a people get it. Come on now. Pray that we, all of us, corporately get it. Number two, pray for the revelations of this season to be released. There are revelations in this season that we 're in right now that need to be released. hallelujah Number three, pray that we move and flow together in unity as one that 's huge that 's huge because you know <laughs> we need to flow together in unity as one. so I looked up the word abundance because she talks a lot about it, and um, i want to I want to um Use this as a springboard. And in the Webster's 1828 dictionary, abundance means great plenty. It's an overflowing quantity, overflow, a ample sufficiency or fullness. And then I, I, I went down to overflow in the Webster's 1828. It means to fill beyond the brim. If God wants you to overflow, he wants you to fill beyond to the brim, to run over, to flood, to saturate, to overwhelm, to be abundant, to exuberate, which means to be in great abundance as overflowing plenty and outpouring. So also superabundance, which is more than enough, an excessive, abu- you, excessive abundance. He wants you to be excessive, excessively blessed. Come on. And, and, and at the end of, uh, I love Webster's 1828, because he, he says this, this is God. He said, this is God. It's a great breaking loose suddenly. Whoosh. Come on. If there's a suddenly, a great breaking loose suddenly, all of a sudden we're here and then bam, suddenly God breaking loose and escape from restraint All those things that have been holding you back all these years, it could be sickness, it could be debt, it could be family situations, all those things that have been holding you back, all of a sudden, bam, you escape from a restraint. Unleashed. I like that one. Released. Unblocked to remove all obstruction to create a free flow. God wants all his blessings to flow freely. Flow freely. Come on now. This is why in, in Philippians 4.19, uh, the apostle Paul said, uh, my God shall supply all of your need. Oh. Oh. Why? According to his riches and glory. Riches. Um, com- uh, the complete Jewish Bible it says, moreover, my God will fill every need of yours. Come on. According to his glorious wealth. In union with the Messiah, Yeshua, and God our Father, and to God our Father, be the glory forever and ever. Amen. To God be the glory. Come on, when you sing that song, it's such an anthem, and it makes you want to, like, no wonder people stand up, because it's just like, okay, you know what? To you.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 1.
0: Good morning. We're in the spirit on the Lord's Day, and the crowd went mild. (laughs) I mean, wild. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verse 16. Are you there? And he says, I cease not to, to give thanks to you, making mention of you in my prayers that God. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you and to me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. Now, New Living Translation in verse 18, it says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand. He wants you to understand. What do you want you to understand? Well, the, the, the spirit of revelation, wisdom, knowledge. Come on. He, he says that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Why? That you may know so that you can know. In the Amplified, it says, um, will no, go to new, under, uh, new Living. It says, uh, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand. So number one, King James, he wants us to know. This one here, he wants us to understand. And it seems like there's, there's steps that we're going here. And in the Amplified, it says that by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand, there is something here that is being built within us that he wants us to not only know, but understand and know and understand. Amen? And in the Passon translation... We got to do, we got to hit, we're only going to hit it twice, but we're going to hit it because it's good. Palashan, uh, right on. The Passion, uh, Ephesians 1.18. And it says that, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. Come on, illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation, the full revelation of the hope of his calling. So think about this. He wants us to know. He wants us to know and understand. Uh, And now he wants to experience for us to experience a full revelation, full revelation, man, of the hope of his calling. Pastor Gary said this years ago. He said, with the eyes of your understanding opened, um, you will remain in eager anticipation for what the Lord will do. The more that he reveals, the more that you're going to want. The more that he reveals, the more that you want to see. Come on, God. I know that you've done this before. I know. I've seen it. And he'll do it again. There's a song. And he will do it again. And he said, uh, hope is your earnest expectation. You're sitting there tapping your foot. You're just, come on, God. I know you're going to do something big. I can feel it. I can sense it in the
1: air. Let's go to Philippians 1.19, please, King James. Hallelujah. You're going to go out with joy. Hallelujah. Philippians 4. Excuse me. Philippians 1.19, King James. So there's a hope and an earnest
0: expectation. This is why Paul can say in, in Philippians 1.19, For I know... He knew there's a knowing in him that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. That's what we had today. We had a serious supply and a, and a serious outpouring. Uh, you know, I got up here and I had Niagara Falls coming from my eyes. It was like, oh, my goodness. I'm looking around. I'm thinking, okay, it's hitting you too, huh? <laughs> yeah,
1: good. I wasn't alone. And it says that the supply of the spirit of, of, of Jesus Christ, verse
0: 20, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always. Come on, are you bold as always? Can you put an as always behind your boldness? Or are you just boldness? Are you just bold sometimes? No, he says, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be life or by death. And I looked up the word ashamed in the vines, and, and it's, it's to have a feeling or fear or shame which prevents a person from doing a thing. What stops people from doing the things that God has called them to do?
1: Well, I don't think I can do that. What if they don't accept me? What is that, shame? Well, we're not supposed to have that. No, no, God is bigger than
0: that. Hallelujah. That's why uh, if you jump over to two chapters of Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ. So what happened? Shame got out of the way and, and replaced with, I can do all things. There's no shame in that. He says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. There's a, through Christ, the anointed one and his anointing that will strengthen you from the inside, on the outside, from the outside to the inside, so that you are 100% all in all strengthened. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Jim. Right. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> we could say this. We have a receiving heart, right? And we can receive more of what God has for us. Amen? Other people, they have what you would call a resisting heart. Those are the ones that are the sitters. Those are the ones that just stare. You've seen those, right? Uh, resistors will never get it because they're just sitting back going, scratching their head, wondering what's going on. But us with a receiving heart saying, is God, is Jesus. Fill us, Lord. Amen. So there's five kinds of people that fail. Number one, the undecided. Number two, the untaught. We're, we are decided. We have decided to follow Jesus. Number two, it's the untaught. We're taught very well here. The unfocused, we have a complete focus. Number four, the unexcited. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> and number five, the unthankful. We're quite thankful. Come on, we, we, how, you know, we say thanks all the time. We make it a, come on, we do it on purpose. So when you deal with your heart in, in Proverbs 4.23, it says, keep your heart with what? All diligence for out of it, flow. Out of your heart will flow. Out of your heart flows. And then they talk about the issues of life. Well, what if your issues of life aren't good? It's still going to flow. That's why you have to guard your heart. Right, protect it. Don't let negativity flow out. Oh no, 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 no. So the question is, are we hungry enough to do whatever it takes to fully walk out God's plan? And our answer is. Oh my goodness, really? <laughs> yes, if I yes, I, yes, if I have to. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it should be a resounding. Yes! <laughs> that was good though. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Got that Eeyore anointing going on. Yeah, well, I guess I have to, if I have to. No, but yes, we are. Uh, let's go to Romans
1: 8.28, and we're going to take this in the New Living Translation, then. Romans 8.28. Because we said, yes, that we're hungry enough to do whatever it takes. Yes, we are. But we, if, we were, <laughs> if we were just going to be able to do it on our own, we would have did it. We'd be living in it but we need help. So
0: in Romans eight twenty eight, it says that, and we know that co- God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's why we can say we are hungry enough to do whatever it takes to fully, come on, walk on God's plan because he's helping us. We know that God causes everything to <laughs> Come on, he causes everything to work out for our good. Everything, every situation, whether good or bad, we're gonna and we're gonna know this. Uh, verse twenty nine: For God knew His people in advance. <laughs> Aren't you <laughs> like He knows us? So why are we trying to sit up there trying to uh, trying to blow smoke at Him? And He knows. You know, He's just sitting there going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my kid. God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Verse 30, and having chosen them, he called them to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. See how this thing is all like, it's steps. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. And I like the title. It says, nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing. No thing. Verse 31, and what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? Number one, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? You've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. Who's going to mess with you? Come on now, who would be stupid enough to mess with you? Verse 32, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up. He gave him up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? He gave a son, the best he has.
1: Won't he give us everything we, we come on now. Verse
0: 33, this was like, you can almost see him getting indignant. Who? You can, like, say with squinted eyes. Who dare accuse us of whom God has chosen for his own? No one. <clears throat> for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Well, then, verse 34, who then will condemn us? Are you kidding me? Who? No one. See, you got to answer these questions. Yeah. Right? Who's going to accuse you? No one. Who's going to, accuse, who's going to condemn you? No one. Mm-mm. For, Christ, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the, right place, in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. We've got his help. He's got our back. So there, verse 35, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? No. No. Are you kidding me? No. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Oh, God is trying to teach me something. No, he, he's going to try to teach he loves you. He's going to love you through every situation. Verse 36, as the scripture says, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Verse 37, No. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. When you know that you're loved and he loves you and he can't help himself, you
1: cannot lose if you don't quit. Stay in the game. And verse 38, and I am convinced, I mean, like, he, you can see him just looking in the mirror,
0: just, oh, man, now I'm convinced. Now you made me mad. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Nothing, no thing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today or worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Good night. (laughs) Come on now. Glory to God. If that's not going to light your fuse, we're going to keep going. Because it's not what we've always done. Well, Well, we did that. We always do this. No, no. Uh, Let's go to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. King James, it's not about what we've always done.
1: Isaiah 43, verse 19. Hallelujah. I got me excited. Praise the Lord.
0: And it says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now shall it, now, now it shall spring forth. What? What? A new thing. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Um, Message. (laughs) It says, be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? See it with your eyes of faith. Because there it
1: is. There it is. Amplified. Verse 19 behold. I like that. Behold. I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do
0: you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? Come on. You got to give heed to it. If he's doing something new, don't sit back and say, well, (laughs) we've never done that before. What are you doing? You're not giving heed, right? If you know God and you trust God and all things are working for your good,
1: give heed. If he's doing something new and you know it's him because his spirit gives you witness
0: and we know the voice of the good shepherd, the voice of the stranger we don't follow, well, it makes it real easy to give heed when he's doing something that you don't understand. Well, maybe you don't understand. So pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened so you can give heed. Ezekiel chapter
1: 47, verses 1 to 5. New living in that, please. Ezekiel 47, verse 1. I can see your joy meter getting, it's starting to rise. It's cool.
0: It says in my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and there I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. Verse two. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see the water flowing out through the south side of the gateway. Verse three. Measuring as he went, he took a, along the stream. Uh, took me along the stream for seventeen hundred and fifty feet. Then he led me across the water was up to my ankles. Then he measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. This time the water was up to my knees. After, and after another 17, seven, seven, uh, 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 1,750 feet and the river was too deep to walk across, but it was deep enough to swim in, but
1: too deep to walk through. This new anointing season. You may not be able to understand it, but we can flow with it. We can flow with it because we can't walk it. No, no, just go with the flow. You know, God, we've been walking with him for a long, long time and we know but he said, I'm going to do something new. So what's he saying? Trust me.
0: Trust me. Ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. What is that? Overflow.
1: Too much.
0: Again, the overflow. It's an outpouring. So if he's going to do something new, it's called an outpouring. A super abundance, more than enough, excessive. This is God. We said this earlier, but I want to say it because it fit here. This is
1: God. If he's doing something new, this is God. You have an inner witness. You will know. But it's not in your head, so you can't get your head involved with it
0: because your head will say, well, we haven't done this before. What is this? What meanest thou this? But this is God. It's a great breaking loose suddenly. Breaking loose, escape from a restraint. You see people walking around, escape from the restraints of of sickness, poverty, debt, and all that other stuff. Don't you think that is God? He's the one. Come on, I've been saying for the last, since, well, since December 28th, last year, there's a miracle in my basement. And I'm seeing stuff happen so fast right now, I can't keep up. That's God. So when it starts, mm, when it starts going so fast, you can't keep up. What's, what's happening? Thank you. Overflow. I can't walk it. It's, it's, a, it's beyond waist deep. It's over my head. There are so many cool things happening right now in my house. I can't keep up. So what do I do? Flow. Flow. Whoa. and enjoy the ride because it's amazing right now. Brand new. The switch has been flicked, and it's amazing to see what's going on. So let's go to First Peter, chapter one, verse
1: six, King James, please. God is good, and we're seeing it. We're living it. And there was nothing we could do about
0: it. Nothing. We couldn't force it. We couldn't push it along the way. We couldn't help God. <laughs> like he needs our help. No, 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 no. <laughs> Get your hands off it. Get your hands off it. Right? It's key. First Peter 1, uh, verse 6, please. King James, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, tests, and trials. We had that, (laughs) and it was pretty manifolded. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) But that the trial of your faith, uh, there it is, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Verse 8, whom, having not seen, you love. I love somebody that you can't see, but people that you can see, you, you cannot love them very quickly. And whom, though you, now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith. What is the end of your faith? Answered prayer. Overflow. When God shows up, this is God. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. New Living Translation uh, in verse 8, it says, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Well, what's inexpressible? Well, I can't express it. (laughs) And the thing is,
1: everybody has their own way of expression. Paul's cool. So his expression is going to come out very cool that's who he is. Hey, I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And Cyril, he's exuberant. So his expression is going to, whoa! Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I can look around here, and it's like, okay, like, you know, uh, I look back, and D, and she just put, when she gets in, she puts on the happy face. And she's just sitting there just, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm God is so good. Joanne, when she starts to, I can tell when Joanne goes in because she plays with her bottom lip when she's playing. And, and it just, it, it, she, she, it, it's, it's very cool, right? But everybody, what I'm saying is everybody has their thing that they do. Um, me, <laughs> I used to think you couldn't hear me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, it says that you, you rejoice with glorious, inexpressible joy. The message says, yet you trust him with laughter and singing. Amplified, it's the thrill of inexpressible and glorious, tri- triumphant, heavenly joy. It's like, man, he's going to maximize your joyhood.
1: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can you handle a couple more verses? Okay. Uh, Let's go to Psalms uh, 16, verse 11, please. King James. We're getting ready to land the plane. The joy plane. Wow. Remember the song Love Train, Murph? We're going to have our own, the joy
0: train. Get on aboard. (laughs) The joy train. (laughs) You know that song, too. (laughs) Some of you are going, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know it. Come on now. (laughs) You ain't too young for that. (laughs) Never. Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures evermore. New living, it says, you will show me the way of life, mm. granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever, forever. And I got this out of, a, of, a, uh, out of a, um, a devotion that I was going through, and it says, talking about in your presence is fullness of joy. It says the Hebrew word translated presence in this verse is word uh, panay. Pane, sorry, which has several interesting meanings. One of these is to turn one's face in a certain direction. In your presence is fullness of joy. Turn your face in a certain direction, right? The image is that determination expressed in Luke nine fifty three, in which Jesus said uh, is said to have had his faith face set to go to Jerusalem. One of my joys, David is saying to his God, is knowing that you are facing me. Isn't that good? You have set your sights on my victory and my triumph. As I follow you and go your way, I am assured that my life will be happy and a successful one. You lead and I will joyfully follow. Another meaning is to turn from something, to something. The Lord has promised that if we will repent, in other words, turn from our sins and return or turn to him, he will remove our sins and remember them against us no more. Like Paul, we can then forget those things which are behind, press on towards those things which are ahead, Philippians 3:13, and it is comforting to it's a comforting thought to know that God's face is turned away from our past sins and turned towards our future life. And triumph. That kind of knowledge produces joy when you know that you win. You win. Uh huh. Another meaning for pa- is, is personal experience. I like this one. In Exodus thirty-three fourteen, 14, the Lord states, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. The Bible lexicon's rendering of this phrase is, I myself. I in person, my person will go with you. This is God saying, come on, I myself, I in person, my person will go with you. This is another reason for full joy. Why? Because our God is with us finally, it means to look on with personal approval or favorable regard. No longer alienated, we can now have God's presence, his look of acceptance. We can all be happy knowing that God
1: is pleased with us. You can be happy about that. He's not mad. He's quite pleased, quite happy. Acts two twenty-eight, King James, last verse. Different translations, but last verse. Praise the Lord. Acts two twenty
0: eight. You have made known to me the ways of life. You shall make me full of joy. He's going to make you full of joy with his conf- with, with, with his countenance. See when you get hit and hit like you get you get hanging out with him. His countenance is going to fill you up. New living, you've shown me the way of life. You will fill me with the joy of your presence. Who's going to fill you? He will. Amplified, you've made known to me the ways of life. You will enrapture me, diffusing my soul with joy with and in your presence. That's a good one. Living Bible, you will give me back my life. I like that. He's going to give you back your life and give you wonderful joy in your presence.
1: Hallelujah. Wonderful joy. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I can't let this one go.
0: Okay. We got to go to uh, Psalms 21 verses five and six amplified, please. Psalms 21 verses five and six. And then we're going to jump to, because in the Amplified, it jumps right to Genesis 12, 2 and 3. So um, we're going to to read those together because it is so, I read that and it was like, oh, I got to follow this. In Psalms 21, verses 5 and 6, Amplified, it says, His glory is great because of your aid. Come on now. Splendor and majesty you bestow upon him. Who's the him? He's talking to he's us, right? For you make him to be blessed and a blessing forever. You make us, let's, let's go us. You make us exceeding, exceedingly glad with the joy of your presence. Now, Genesis 12, 2, amplified. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Make your name famous and distinguished. You will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity and happiness upon you. And curse him who curses you or uses insolent language towards you. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed, and by you they will bless themselves. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Last verse, and this is in the Passion Translation Psalms 119, 54.
1: Tighten up your seatbelt. This is good. As I journey through life, I put
0: all your statures, in other words, all of your words, your promises, they become the theme of my joyous songs. Come on, as we write music. Of what we
1: read in here is what David did. The Psalms, right? Some of them are rejoicing in the Lord. Always. And then he said, Again, I say rejoice. Why? He's got us. And we've got him. It's a two way street. He's not letting us go. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, 4, new living, this is the last one. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. Always. Always. Just be full. it's full. Fill it up. Yeah. But let him fill your let him fill your cup. He'll do it. Because it's a new thing. This is God.
0: God is for us. Who can be against us? All good things work together for, him, to, for our good. Everything. Even if it don't look good, it's going to work out to our good. Things might be looking bad. I'll tell you what, it's going to work out to our good. Things were looking real bad in my house, and it's working out to my good, our good. Glory to God. That's the God we serve. Amen? Amen? Amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord.